At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for the 46th episode of the Podmons Podcast. I am your host, Char Char J, joined in by my co-host to my left or right, whatever you're looking at, Luke. How's it going, everybody? You're going to notice that uh, we are, this is this is going to be pre-recorded because yes. us and our guests will be at Star Wars Celebration. So uh, we will be, this will come out uh, Thursday, uh, Thursday night uh same time uh it's gonna be we're, we're gonna have a fun time talking about mall right now but we'll be in the middle of uh the first day of celebration uh we'll be doing disney stuff on wednesday uh but uh, we didn't want to do a live show while we were doing at celebration there's just a lot going on we got yeah it would and it would have messed up a lot of our plans yeah it, too, it's, so. it's yeah and also uh when this comes out the final match of the trivia tournament uh, between Mandalorian and Element 7 will have come out. So be on the lookout for that. And another reason why we're not doing an episode uh, live is because we will be recording the championship match between Darchaco and Element 7. So be on the lookout for that after celebration. That will come out after celebration. So mm-hmm. that's where we're at right now. Um, but I'm doing great. Uh I'm so, so thankful for our two guests that are going to be here. They're both recurring. Uh, and uh, Char, let's, uh, let, let, let's, let's get into it. Let's do it. He never was made it as Obi-Wan's battle. But you might make it as mine. And we're back. So our first guest today, he is... No no newcomer to the Pod Ones podcast. Both of our guests today have competed in our Star Wars trivia tournament. And our first guest is none other than Chris at Star Wars Lawyer. Greetings and salutations. How's it going, everybody? You didn't say are, that, That's my line. Thing. That's my yeah, line. I got yours with the greetings and salutations. And I got yours with how's it going, everybody. I got both. <laughs> I'm good, Chris. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm excited that uh, by the time people see this, we'll all be at celebration. Mm-hmm. And we will all be together. Yes. Come yeah, together. We'll, we'll all be fighting each other. Right now. I don't know. We're not that. fighting. We're not fighting each other. It's going to be more of just like big uh, bear hugs. Like, <laughs> orchestrated because of just like us bantering over this past year. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I I am so excited. You're like, yeah. It's... When I see you, I'm gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> no, yeah, you're gonna whoop. <laughs> but my it's just ass. all fun and uh-huh. games. I'm excited to see all of you and oh, it's gonna be you. great. Um, uh, Chris, where can the good mm. people follow you? Uh, Star Wars lawyer. Uh, I I am Star Wars lawyer on TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome, awesome. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, you're you're one of my favorite people to talk to. You're one of my favorite people in the community. Uh, you know that you're the homie. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah. But 
Let's bring in our next guest. So our second guest today, she is known as the owner of Far Far Away Factory. She is also another competitor of the Star Wars Trivia Tournament, our Star Wars Trivia Tournament, of course. Mm-hmm. Brooke at B. Dazzler. Chris, your intro just got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That is funny. That was perfect. Uh, <laughs> Timing was um, spot on. Listen, after the last like month that I've had trying to cram for celebration, I want I need this. <laughs> hey, I will I will say she she she's pulled off a lot of projects to to get to this point. One being these awesome shoes that she made me. Um just to get a nice little look that th- these are these are amazing. These are what I'll be wearing to celebration and uh to Disney when we are out there. Um uh this is probably my favorite side of a shoe. So, um I'm gonna pull up the banner now. Brooke, do your plug. Um, farfarawayfactory.com uh, or my Etsy is still up as well. Um, I do lots of Star Wars and Marvel and some other franchise fandom fun things, all inspired um, because they're things that I love. And yeah, so clothes, jewelry, stickers, you name it. She also did stickers for us, and she did those shoes for Chris, which me, Chris, will be twinning at Disney. So, so excited for that. And this is where I got this sweatshirt, and she's got some more stuff coming out for Kenobi. So I'm very, very excited to show these all off at Celebration. And, uh, yeah, guys, go check out her stuff. Uh, Brooke Worth, can the good people follow you on, on social media? Um, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram is all uh, at underscore B Dazzler underscore. Um, I should be getting back into Twitch again once um, all the festivities of celebration are over. Uh, I have Kotor to finish. I'm playing um, Spider Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. Hopefully afterwards. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we are here. To talk about Darth Maul. Darth Maul's Ascension That arc, character. <laughs> uh, episodes. So technically, I will technically put this in season five. Because yeah. we, we'll, we'll, we'll be done with season four. Yes, these two episodes, uh, the first two episodes of this arc are technically in season four. But we'll just lump it in. This is going to be the first episode of season five. Mm-hmm. Um, so excited to talk about it. Um, but, uh, the, the icebreaker question, cause we always have an icebreaker question before we start the podcast. Uh, it's simply what's your favorite mall moment. Does uh, it have to be, uh, like it can be um, from anything. It can be from anything. Even in real life. <laughs> I guess you meeting Ray Park could be one. Okay. Wait, 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 a, <laughs> wait a just say it. Okay. <laughs> Spoilers. Yes. So I guess I can just go first now. So yes, we're not, in celebration, we're not editing that out either. In celebration 2019, I got a photo op with Ray Park and Ian McDiarmid because it was the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. So I got to meet Ray Park, the martial artist behind Darth Maul. Chris, uh, it, it's a it's a tie for me between 
uh, the Siege of Mandalore, you know, him talking with Ahsoka specifically, and then uh, his reappearance in Twilight of the Apprentice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. Those are two really good moments. Uh, Brooke? Uh, my favorite moment is in uh, the last episode or second to last episode of Clone Wars where Ahsoka, like after they've been through the whole thing and they lock him up, she breaks him out and is like, go cause chaos. And he's like, <laughs> I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. I love it. Um, Those are all really good, but honestly... Uh, it's it, for me. It's got to be dun 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 dun. His first introduction, like not first introduction, but like the 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 the, the before he starts the duel fighting, of the fates. Fight, yeah, the duel of the fates. Just it's just it, I remember watching that as a kid because that was my first mo- first movie I ever saw in theaters. Hmm. So it was like seeing that was just like what the hell. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm so excited to start getting into season five of clone wars because season four is really when it starts to ramp up and and season five just keeps it going and there's a lot of good arcs in this in this uh uh season but um char uh is this a long one is this a long one or a short one uh let me let me look it up uh because <laughs> you know uh... what i'm gonna ask you want me to do Gilbert Gottfried? I know. <laughs> yeah. We don't want it. We need Here. it. Yeah. Oh, is that I right? I will pay you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How 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 much you want? We can just I, let's start see. Wait, I right, right. Hold on. Hold on. I've got start 60. making it. I got, start I got making 60. it rain on you. Like boom. boom I have eight dollars. Boom. Uh, <laughs> boom. Boom. Come on. Come on. Give the people what they want. Give it. You. Know, let me check the second one and see if it's shorter. Oh, dang it! Actually, the second one is shorter. So okay, fine. At least we get one. We'll do. We'll do the second one. Okay. All right. All right. Now you have no idea how like draining it is <laughs> to read all that in that voice. It's legend status. It is no, legend status. No pain, no gain, Char. <laughs> it, it takes a lot of energy to do that. It does. All right, go ahead, Char. Tom Kane. Okay. All right. Season four, episodes 21, Brothers. A darkness awakes. Count Dooku's bitter betrayal of his former apprentice, Asajj Ventress, resulted in the creation of a new menace in the galaxy, Savage Opress. Caught in a deadly game of revenge between Ventress and Dooku, Savage barely escaped the carnage. Beaten and alone, he returned to Mother Talzin, his creator who gave him a new quest to pursue his long-lost brother all right good job char so the moral it doesn't have a moral we didn't do morals <laughs> so we're just gonna go with questions i mean it okay. is dark moss i mean what morals are there yeah there are no morals um okay <laughs> so savage shows a great degree of loyalty to his brother uh what does this say about the Zabrak culture and about uh um, mother Tal- talzin's influence I mean, so we know that the 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 Night Sisters clan—they're all pretty loyal to each other, mm-hmm. and so the Zabraks, being the other half of that culture, show that to that degree as well. But I think we have such a, a small sampling size. But it looks like 
Savage is just trying to find someone to show the same loyalty that he shows to everyone else. Yeah. Which is why, like, every slight seems like a betrayal to him because he wouldn't do that to them. And he's kind of like a, a, a lost puppy in that way, a lost Sith puppy. Well, and I, I feel like a I feel like Ventress is kind of like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean the the arc that we talked about last week, um, uh, the bounty hunter, uh, her becoming one of her own. Uh, you definitely see that a ton. Um, but Brooke, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I would say that. The th- all three of them, Savage, Maul, and, and Ventures, are all kind of like outliers. Because uh, mm-hmm. every other time you see all the Night Sisters, they're very faithful to each other. Um, even in Jedi Fallen Order, Marin is still like incredibly faithful to the Night Sisters, despite them all being gone. We see the Night Brothers in that game are all like still working together to protect their their area and stuff. So yeah, I think I mean it's still. Because they grew up in that, maybe not as much Ventress because she left so early to to join the Jedi, but Savage grew up there. So I think him ha- feeling some sort of loyalty is makes sense. Yeah. Um, what do you think Mother Talzin's influence has on it? Like, do you think it's just the Zabrak culture in general, or is it heightened because Mother Talzin does have that influence? And either one of you can answer that question as well uh death Amerian culture at large seems to be extremely matriarchal so they're mm-hmm. just going to you know abide by what mother Towson says since she's the matriarch of the of the clan oh yeah that makes sense yeah i would say like even as um as powerful as Towson is like she was you know one of the only people that that dooku and and palpatine were even potentially afraid of so it doesn't it doesn't seem like she you know rules with fear or anything but i'm Mm -mm. sure that is a contributing factor in some way to to dathomir no yeah absolutely uh chart your thoughts well on dathomir i put this in quote-unquote the witches are the bad bitches and um (laughs) the zabraks are kind of like the uh the lower tier um uh they don't really get as much influence as the night sisters do so the zabrak culture is like they're warriors they're proud and they have honor but at the yeah. same time they are afraid of the night sisters because one they're extremely powerful and two they can they have a lot more influence than they do because they're just they're essentially just they're they're i would just say they're they're What's the word I'm looking for? They're they're lesser than them, I would say. Subservient. Yeah, yes. Say, yeah. Subservient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Char, can you say that one more time? Which what you started off with? So on Dathomir, <clears throat> the witches are the bad bitches. <laughs> Someone clip that. I need that clip. <laughs> I need that clip. Don't worry, I think I can send it to Harith and he can cut it. Or I, I think it's I think it. it's a good motto. So, so the next when Jedi Fallen Order two comes out and uh, Brooke is playing it, that needs to be a sound. <gasps> yes! yes, that needs to be a sound. <laughs> so every yes. time Mary yeah. comes up, it could just be said. I love it. Okay, clip it again. Say it again, Char. Oh, okay. <laughs> On Dathomir, the witches are bad bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Brooke's just playing every time, and then click. <laughs> you hear that? Oh my god! I love it. 
I mean, he's not wrong. It's an accurate statement. Yeah, it is. They are. They are. Especially Mother Talzin. She's just incredibly powerful. Um, uh, but on to the next question. I'll ask it. No, it's the second question. Go ahead. So the second question is, both Anakin and Dooku sense something dark within the Force. It is a testament to both of their powers and their connection to the Force. What does this say about the power that Maul and Savage have? What does this say about their futures within the galaxy? I think, and uh, Brooke and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, that Yoda sensed it too. And it's just kind of like, all right, y'all kept saying that the dark side has clouded your 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 judgment or your ability to use the Force. Yeah, here y'all are sensing things were well, at least with Anakin, it was like right there. With like Dooku and, and Yoda are just on the other side of the galaxy, and it's just like, all right, maybe it's just because this is something so different than the normal like war and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like Yoda. I think you're full of it. That's that's what I'm going <laughs> with. You doggone frog. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that's fair. Brooke, your thoughts? Um yeah, I guess because the the Clone Wars primarily is disconnected from like the Jedi and and Sith like the Force connection or whatever because you've got you've got the battle droids versus the clones mm-hmm. and like the Jedi are in charge of the the clones, but they're not really unless they have to. We don't really actually see them use the Force like all that often and this is one i feel like um critique that i always have with this era of the jedi is that we never see them other than maybe yoda and maybe mace windu we never see them actually like meditating on their conflict or on their you know decision making skills mm-hmm. um it's all very tactical like very like war driven like military driven we never see them like oh i'm gonna go you know in the meditation chamber and you know meditate on what is the best course of action to what for whatever it is um so i think the disturbance of mom coming back is is heightened maybe because of that because they're so kind of disconnected otherwise no yeah absolutely they are disconnected and that's the biggest problem that uh, that Yoda says, even to Ezra, the, mm-hmm. the Jedi were wrong. Like in Rebels, he's like, we were clouded by our judgment. Like we should never have joined this war. And I mean, just think about, well, last week we talked about how and in even the last it seems like season four, like the underlining tone is a lot of things are happening because the Jedi are like a, a, because the Jedi are so ingrained in the war a lot of things are being forgotten about or, or people are taking advantage of that. Um, and I think that's a huge thing because it does happen in real life. If you think about it, I mean, we're so there's so many things going on in the world that if we don't focus, something will fall through the cracks and it usually always happens. Um, Char, your thoughts. I mean, yeah, it's just Maul and Savage are, well, Maul was once the most, was like he said um, in this arc that he was, the apprentice to the most powerful being in the galaxy. So sensing that sensing his return, I would think it would be pretty easy, but I think the Jedi would just be reluctant to believe it. They were like, wait, he's alive. Obi-Wan is like, cause when you, when Obi-Wan finds out at the very beginning of the next arc, he's like, I've, I've killed him before. I can kill him again. And just, it's the, the radiance of Maul and Savage. Cause Savage, obviously, because, 
of what happened between him, Dooku, and uh, Ventress a few arcs back. And their connection to the Force between Anakin and Dooku with those two characters is it's very similar because I think Anakin and Dooku are similar in many ways. But I feel like Anakin uh, knowing that there's a dark force rising and Maul and Savage coming back into the mix and coming back into the fray. It's just, it's just foreshadowing that they're going to cause some havoc. They're going to create an army and then they're going to, then they're try to, they're going to try to combat Sidious. Yep. That's essentially what they're doing. They're not, he's not just getting Obi-Wan's attention. He's trying to get his master's attention. Mm. No. Yeah, absolutely. And he, and and in the end, spoiler alert, he does get it. <laughs> he gets it a lot. And yeah, that that worked out for him. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> um, but Picasso paintings. Yeah, but I like it, Picasso. Um, okay, so next question. Uh Maul survives purely out of spite and his own anger. Obi-Wan, on the other hand, exists purely to bring light. How do these two characters act as opposites? Well, I think, well, to, to phrase it like um, how the, the Revenge of the Sith novelization phrase it, how it's like Mace Windu has a secret love, it's the Republic. Obi-Wan's love, while not all that secret, is Anakin. Like yes. that that's his son, that's his brother. So what he always has that, um, and he doesn't view Anakin as a tool. Whether, what well, on the other hand, Maul doesn't have that love in the same way. Like his brother is his brother, but he's also a tool for him to use. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com gift. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And that's why he makes it very clear as to like, there's always a, a master and an apprentice and I'm mm-hmm. going to bring you down to the level. Maul always needs to be dominating. There can't be an equal. Yeah, and that's what Maul's pure existence is about. It's about being above everyone and growing in power to the point where he's in control of everything that he wants to have control of. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be very interesting. Yeah, Brooke? Um, I mean, yeah, I feel the same. I think uh, Obi-Wan has always been uh, very selfless, mm-hmm. even even when he was still like young and like learning from what we've seen from, you know, Phantom Menace and Master and Apprentice. Like he's always wanted to help people. So it's quite the opposite of Maul, who is was in it to help himself. 
And I think despite everything that Obi-Wan has gone through, um, he doesn't hold it against anyone or hold it against like the world. Whereas mm-hmm. Maul belie- truly believes everything was taken from him and he believes like the world owes him something or Obi-Wan owes him something. So there's definitely lots of lots of opposite kind of feelings, despite mm-hmm. them both having similar tragedies in in ways. Yeah. And you make a good point there about how Maul takes his, takes out his frustration towards everything else while Obi-Wan just harnesses it and does not use it to promote or provoke violence. Mm-hmm. And and that's essentially what Maul does all the time. He 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 thinks he thinks outward or he thinks inwards and only wants to see what can benefit him rather than what can be, what can others benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes a really good point. Uh Luke, do you have an uh, do you have a, an opinion on that? On uh, uh, the difference between uh, Maul and Obi Wan? Yes. Uh, like Chris said earlier, like literally, Obi Wan has stuff to live for. Um, Maul, he just lives on pure rage, and 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 revenge is his only goal. Whereas Anakin is fighting for, or not Anakin, but Obi Wan is fighting for. Uh, his his uh, for for the Republic for Anakin for all the other Jedi for the Order. He has stuff that that motivates him. The only thing that motivates Maul is just pure revenge and getting back to the top. You know, and you can clearly see that in this arc. Um, he's just trying to get back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I was gone. Are we on to the next question? Yes, um, I'll ask question four. So the, the last question for episode one is, there is an opinion that Obi-Wan can exist without Maul, but Maul cannot exist without Obi-Wan. What are your thoughts about this? Um, I think the, that the Clone Wars kind of shows us this to an extent. Um because you know when he especially like in these episodes he gets back his 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 thirst for vengeance is the only thing that's that's driving him um and then as you go throughout uh the rest of the series you know he takes over mandalore who unbeknownst to him at the time was the site of obi-wan's other love being satine and then he mm-hmm. takes it over, kills her, and you know, like holds it in in spite of Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, so it's everything that Maul has lived for post getting cut in half was for Obi Wan essentially in, because, in of Obi-Wan. because of Obi Wan. Because of Obi Wan. But yeah, sorry, Chris. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, Brooke, your thoughts? Um. I think that's totally true. Uh, we, I feel like you can talk about um, hatred and and love are very similar, very passionate feelings. The opposite of those things aren't the other. The opposite is indifference. And Obi-Wan has an indifference to Maul because he hasn't let the fact that Maul killed his master, like he hasn't held that in. He hasn't blamed Mauler has seeked like vengeance like Maul does on the other side 
um, because Maul has this like extreme passionate hatred towards Obi-Wan. And we see that all the way through until the end in. um... No, yeah, absolutely. Char, Char, your your thoughts. Why do you have to say my name twice, huh? (laughs) Because your name is Char Char J. Just, okay um but my, my thoughts are it's like it's it's cool that obi-wan and maul are somewhat um intertwined in a way mm-hmm. and you see this a lot in rebels too when uh, the twin sons episode happens because of how long their battles between the two have go on throughout the timeline like in 32 by that's when maul and him first meet and then when you go to rebels which is in it's 30 years later you finally have them have their last confrontation. So this is a 30 year long um, battle between the two and, and Malta's never gave up, but, but all it took was Obi-Wan to be not, not better than him, but wiser than him. That's all that he had to be because he knew that Maul was going to attack with anger and hate, but Obi-Wan was above that sort of thing. And he believes that the Jedi Order is calm. Use your, use your, um, trust your instincts. Um, be mindful of the living force. And he was able to, you know, taunt him with the, the Qui Gon stance and the old Obi Wan stance, and it's and his Alecanus. Yeah, and like what Sam Witwer puts it at best is Maul is that high school bully that pulled up to uh the campfire on Tatooine, while Obi Wan is this much more older um intelligent man but when he sees that bully he activated his old you know high school self and then he's like no i'm I'm ben kenobi but he was like no i'm not there yet i'm qui-gon jinn so it's like i love those little those the dynamic between maul and obi-wan it's not because of the fact that it's it's a rivalry essentially but it's like it's so emotional in some aspects of it too by what Maul does, especially with what happens in the next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this isn't exactly a, a new concept either, because there was a, a legend story, which was always like phrased as not being canon in any really. Are you way. talking about uh, old wounds? Yes. Yeah. Is that is that one of your facts? Oh no 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 no! Okay, no, no, no. I was no. like, I don't, I don't want to. Oh, no. <laughs> no, all of this has to do with just within the show. Nothing okay. is like outside source. Well, some okay. of it, but it's like, it's 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 all parts of the show. So yeah. So Star Wars Visionaries Old Wounds, where it takes place on Tatooine, uh, probably close to like two or three Aby, because Luke is a toddler. Uh, I think he's four, so maybe it's uh, not Aby. Uh, maybe it's like fifteen. BBY is what I meant. Um, and, you know, Maul has like pretty much misses Obi-Wan at every step of the way throughout <laughs> the things that happen in uh, Revenge of the Sith and afterwards. And he says he knew that if he threatened Luke, that Obi-Wan would show himself. And then he starts it by kicking the crap out of Owen. So, you know, there's that. But yeah, Owen gets his revenge because he kills Maul. Because <laughs> Obi- Obi-Wan hesitates to do it. Like he has Maul dead to rights. He can just activate his lightsaber and it'll go right through Maul's head. And he he just can't bring himself to do it. And here comes Owen with a rifle. Pow. Wow. Uncle Owen trying to be a badass. Hey, it worked. 
It works. You shouldn't have hesitated the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll t- uh, that'll be something that we'll have a little discussion about is Uncle Owen later. Um, because there was a new clip that came out. Uh, but uh, I digress. I My whole take on it is it's kind of like a yin and yang type of thing. But it's it's not at the same time. Like, Obi-Wan is so focused on Anakin, the Clone Wars, and everything else, that after he thought that he killed Maul, like, that's it, I'm done. Like, he's he's not here. And then he pops back up, and it's just like a, it's just a recurring thorn in, the, in his side. And, like, Obi-Wan's just, like, so focused on other things, and, and Maul doesn't become a priority until after this arc is over, which is interesting. Um, but, yeah. That is episode one of this arc. Uh, Char, episode two. All right, episode two. Season four, episode 22, the final episode of season four, Revenge. All right, am I doing Godfrey? Yes. God, I really hope I don't. I have to be ready for this. (laughs) Hopefully I don't cause a commotion already. All right, ready? Brothers reunited! Darth Maul, the sinister Sith, thought to have been destroyed so many years ago by Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi, was found alive by his brother, Savage Opress, and taken back to Mother Paulson on Dathomir. Though Darth Maul's memory has yet to be fully restored, his need for vengeance has awakened, more powerful than ever. That was okay. That was fine. I didn't do. I didn't do full Godfrey mode, but that was. I hope, I hope I gave you what you wanted. Hey yeah. HR, how does Moralo evolve feel about that? Moralo evolve does not feel satisfied with my reading of Revenge. <laughs> oh my god! I can do the the, the Moralo evolve walk. <laughs> <laughs> I am saddened that my good old buddy Rico Hardeen could not be here for this. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, big deal in the resistance. <laughs> Got that right. Anyway. All right. Uh, so Maul mentioned that his path was darker than he ever expected. What do you think the path that uh, he originally imagined looked like? Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Every day my company gets scam phishing emails trying to get money or sensitive info. I wanted to protect my employees and my clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. First, teach employees to recognize and report phishing. Next, require strong passwords plus multi-factor authentication. And finally, turn on automatic updates for your business software. To learn more, go to CISA at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world. Well, I think it's just being by Palpatine's side yes. as the as uh, everything went down because obviously he knew about the Clone Wars because um, he's like they started without me and 
you know, Maul says in the Phantom Menace, one of the few lines he actually has, he says, you know, soon we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. Soon we will have revenge. So he w- he was just expecting to be at Palpatine's side while everything went down. And then he literally got dropped into a hole. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, kind of kind of kind of went a little crazy. No. Yeah. I mean, and also another question is like. Think about this. If he if he ends up killing Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon or he escapes and Obi-Wan is still alive, like think about the trage- the trajectory of what ends up happening. Like do we think Dooku even becomes a thing? Do we think he's more of like is do you think he still gets the separatist movement going or is it just like it, it it, it makes you wonder what would actually happen if Maul would have survived that first meeting. Well, I mean, not survived, but like, you know what I mean. Like, he would have not been cut in half. I think Palpatine had a plan the whole time. Maul seemed to be more like his muscle, and he needed someone to be more of like the face and like the brains of the Clone Wars. So I think. It would have played out maybe similarly, but instead of Obi-Wan, it would have been just Palpatine getting rid of Maul mm-hmm. in, in place of Dooku. Yeah, or putting Dooku, pitting Dooku against Maul and having I, Dooku take him out. Yeah, I, I think he would have killed Maul for failing on Naboo if he doesn't kill. Uh, yeah. Like the fact that the Naboo invasion kind of failed, even if he did kill Obi-Wan and Anakin, uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, he's still lost. So. Yeah, that's true. And treachery is the way of the Sith. Yes, it is. Indeed. Indeed. Um, but, like, it, it just begs the question. It's just an interesting question because it's like, if he would have survived, yes, he knew everything, which is, uh, which makes sense. The way he says it, though, it's like, oh, this started without me. And it's like so sad and pathetic. You're just like, God damn it, dude. You just you just lose every time. Just every time. Char, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Maul is a character that just would never you would never think that he would be able to survive. Um, but mm-hmm. knowing him, like his whole character, despite just looking at him, you knew that he would survive a whole entire slicing of his mm-hmm. body, but uh yeah, I did not expect him to be this this hermit on a on a garbage planet and it's it's so weird seeing him in that position of um of being so powerless and it's 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 and I love how Savage goes and talks to him. He's like Maul is like he's literally Agrabah, he's, Agrabah. Like, he's, he's psycho. He's he's yeah. he's psycho right now. Yeah. Like, he, his anger is literally just it's just in his mind 24 7 and then savage yeah. is like no you are my brother yeah come on yeah. come home yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's just crawling around everywhere and he just doesn't know what to do and and like if you were to predict the way that they were going to bring back maul you would have never predicted it that he would be this spider beast monster in a garbage planet yeah. it's it seems so far-fetched but that's what happened and it ended up being a really good story and yeah. I just love that his seeing him in the Phantom Menace with Sidious is so so different. It's it's night and day from how he is now in Clone Wars. Oh yeah, because uh, now he's got to figure out 
what do I got to do now? Because he was he was he was like Ventress. Ventress was always following somebody else's footsteps, but now he's the one in charge of his own destiny and his future. So it's it's interesting seeing how his path looked like. No, yeah, um, Brooke, I think I cut you off a little bit uh, earlier. Um, do you have any more uh, other thoughts about uh, the, the question? Because I feel like I cut you off. No, um, I don't. No, I don't think so. I just think that, like, if he didn't, uh, if he didn't die, then he was gonna bite it by someone else eventually even just like with the kind of person he is mm-hmm. he's just like very arrogant and like that was his downfall every fight that he ever had thinking he was too good for whoever he was his opponent and then he would lose so no, yeah no. well Maul is uh i'd just say he bites the dust a few times <laughs> yeah just a few um, times. i think it's funny it's not funny but it's just like interesting like when when Savage in the other episode, I forgot to mention this. Like S- Savage shows up and in all like Darth Maul is just like uh, uh, just like uh, he's like um he's having a manic attack, like he's just manic, and he starts singing Bagrava Bagrava, and I'm like, is that like a Sith chant? Because that that's just that's some just strange strange shit. Just Bagrava, isn't that wasn't that where they went in Moon Knight? Uh, I don't. No, Agrabar? Agrabar Are you thinking Agrabah from Aladdin? Yes, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's right. <laughs> no. Maul and Savage <laughs> definitely didn't that. go there. That's for sure. They did not have Arabian Nights playing. While Maybe they the Sith up. did. I don't know. Oh. You know that. Char, Are go ahead and ask me? the second question. All right. So the second question for episode two is, Maul knew exactly how to get the Jedi's attention. How how does this play into the Jedi's fault? What does this say about his knowledge of the Jedi? I mean, S- Sidious taught him how 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 the Jedi think, uh, and, and he he wasn't wrong. Um, Maul was at least a, at least a B B plus student because he he learned something, uh, and and he got the Jedi's attention. Uh, I think the Jedi are just dumb for just sending Obi Wan. And just playing in, in into what Maul said because send Obi Wan, Obi Wan confirms that he's there with Savage. Then here comes like Mace and Yoda just riding down. They capture Maul. Mm-hmm. Clone Wars goes a totally different direction. Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened in the Phantom Menace. Like uh, the Jedi Council find that found out that the Sith have returned, and then they just send Qui Gon and Obi Wan to go deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why don't you like send a few more? Like, don't you want them done? Don't you want them gone? Yeah. S- send one council member. That's all you need. Just send one. Send yep. Mace. Yep. Uh, Brooke, your thoughts? Um. Yeah, it seems just like an oversight of the Jedi, and maybe it's telling of where the Jedi were at at this point of time in the galaxy. Because uh, I truly think that they either thought that they were capable of handling a Sith Lord um, or that they just didn't believe that a Sith Lord could potentially gain power when they have like, when they're present, like when they're such a 
I feel like they thought that they were such a presence and so strong in the galaxy that there's no way that they would let like something like a Sith Lord um, get by them without noticing. But at the same time, it's like there are people telling you that there are freaking Sith Lords and they're like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) we'll believe it it when we see it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were talking about this last night. I'm like, you didn't have to send clone troopers with Obi-Wan, like Mm. send three other Jedi. Yeah. And it probably would have been okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. In in the next episode, they send just Obi Wan and Adi Gali, and yes, Adi Gali is on the, you know, council, and you just kill her for like the third time in Legends and Canon. But <laughs> you just gotta. It's like her and Shock T are competing with who gets the most deaths. Yeah, um, that's so true. Shock T wins, but it's yeah. it's just like you know, you know that Maul was uh, was trained under the Sith Lord. You don't know really much anything about him. You don't believe what Dooku said that he was in control of the Senate. Yeah. That's oh, and Mace even says it. Like this is much uh too much uh, this is too important for just Obi-Wan to be sent alone. And Yoda's just like, "Oh, and I like he will, an unexpected one." And then if as if Obi-Wan came back, I would have been Mace looking at Yoda like <laughs> Like, like, let, let's let's send a few more next time because it's not just you know. And Palpatine says the next time, oh, it's not a republic issue. Uh, issue. We know why he says that, but it's like, kind of is. Kinda. Oh yeah, no oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just, come on, come on. Let's think about this logically. Um, but like seeing Maul just take out like cut four. What is it? Five people's heads off at once. Mm-hmm. God damn. That's just he still got it. He still got it. That's for sure. Brutality. Uh, yeah, seriously. Char, your thoughts? Yeah, well, well Maul just knows how to just cause fear in everybody. Um the whole reason that he knew how to get to the Jedi's attention is because of their emotions. Mm-hmm. And Maul just simply tinkered with it and was like um what's what's a good way to uh get the jedi's attention oh yeah i'll uh i'll just uh decapitate five civilians right here and they're like oh okay so this is a problem he didn't just come back and just went to the coffee shop no he's over here killing people um so it's a lot of the times it's you have to be aware of what Maul is trying to do because Maul is just he's just he just wants vengeance on Kenobi. That's all he wants. Mm-hmm. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events. It's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster, in a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. He doesn't care about anything else at the moment. He just wants Kenobi. 
and he will kill hundreds of people, if not even more, just to get his attention. Yep. Because that's 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 what Maul that's Maul's character. He will yeah. do anything possible to get in touch with the guy that took him away from power, which was Kenobi. And um, I just think that it was low key brilliant that he went and started massacring people just to get attention of one Jedi. <laughs> like that's 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 like the Maul mentality. No, yeah, not the Mamba mentality. The Maul mentality. I, yeah, it's the Maul mentality. <laughs> no, it's not the. the... Yeah. I I also wonder though, when did Maul learn Obi Wan's name? Yeah, that is a good point. Because <laughs> he just knows. He's just like Obi Wan. Obi Wan Just like, hmm, interesting. I mean, he would have had to do some research, and Palpatine well, probably maybe he watched the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Palpatine, Palpatine definitely probably gave him info on who the two Jedi were. Mm. So that's probably how he knows the names from a canon logic ass point. Aspect. Nah, he watched the I Phantom Menace and he was critiquing master. his fighting style. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could be. I'm so surprised you could forget me so easily after I gutted your master. Master. It um, is you. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Char, last question in episode two. I uh, asked the recent question. Oh, you did? Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. Sorry. Um, the Battle of Naboo was a turning point in, in Obi-Wan's life. How do you think seeing Maul again affected him? And what type of memories do you think uh, thinks it think it invoked? And how did the drop of o- Qui-Gon's name affect him? Chris kind of mentioned it just now. So it's a good, good, uh, good segue. Um, Brooke, what, what are your thoughts? I'm going to start with you first. Um, I mean, he was definitely, like, surprised to see that Maul was back, and I'm sure anything like that is going to bring back some sort of emotion, no matter how, like, good of a Jedi you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he handled himself okay, like, when he actually went to uh, Maul, uh, because he, um, Maul was, like, taunting him about, like, oh, I can feel your your anger and your rage, and it's like, Maul... Obi-Wan wasn't actually displaying any of those qualities. I think Maul was just trying to get to him. Yep. Um, so I think him going by himself was dumb. Yeah, I <laughs> but agree. that just, I think, is part of Obi-Wan's character. He didn't want to risk anyone else getting hurt for a problem that I think he probably put on himself. He was like, the only reason Maul is back and doing this is to get to me. I should be the one to, to fix it. No, yeah, absolutely, and he does say that he's like, I I have fought him before, like mm-hmm. I should be the one to go. Which, again, think about it, fits Obi Wan's character perfectly because he blames himself for a lot of the things that happens, not only to Maul but to Anakin as well. Mm-hmm. He he takes a lot of blame for a lot of things, and that's going to be something that we see a lot uh, in Kenobi, um, and. Yeah, I'm really excited to jump into that. But, uh, Chris, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, we get a rare flash of Obi-Wan being angry. Um, yes. That didn't even happen uh, in, in Revenge of the Sith, mostly because he, he was so heartbroken. But, uh, you know, it, Obi-Wan, and, and Maul called him out on it. He's like, you're unbalanced. Your anger has made you unbalanced, which is why the next time he fights, 
uh, Maul and Savage, he is able to best him because he is balanced. Um, and I think that would be jarring for anyone. It's just like, granted, Obi-Wan wasn't a, a kid when he fought uh, Maul the first time, but it, it's been 11 years or so. So you went from being a, uh, a son figure to being a father figure, and you think you've grown so much, and then here's someone to really put you back into that sort of Padawan-like mentality. And I don't think he was prepared for that. I don't know how anyone could be. No, no. And I mean, also, uh, like, and, and I believe it's this episode that Ventress shows up, right? Or is it the mm-hmm. next one? This one? It's, okay. it's two, yeah. Okay. Um, seeing, okay, so three of us have read Brotherhood. I Yeah, I've, I, yeah. Brooke has not, Brooke has not finished. Have you started it or? No, I'm starting it on the airplane tomorrow. (laughs) Um, But um, without, I don't, I don't know if I can bring up this question without. No, I can. I can. There's nothing spoiler here. Okay. So what do we think of Asajj Ventress's relationship with Obi-Wan at this point? From when they first met in Brotherhood, it's 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 very different. It is very different because in the book, Ventress is new, but she's aware of Kenobi. She's aware of oh, he's he's not uh, very up to speed that I like, and it's it's funny to see because those because Ventress in this arc and Ventress in Brotherhood are like are vastly different. Because yeah. at this time, Ventress in Brotherhood is a rookie, and this time, Ventress is a bounty hunter. <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's like comparing the two is different, but the the dynamic the between growth, Ventress and though. Kenobi is like it's cool. It's yeah. cool to see them yeah. like working together. Yeah, it's very growth. Like the growth of her from from like her in in Brotherhood to where she, but she still has that like jab. She she still has those like witty things even when she's in, in some of the things that she says to him in brotherhood she's witty and then she's witty with him here now with when he says oh kenobi don't tell me you finally somebody's finally beaten you up and then she slaps him across the face and i'm just like ah, wake up wake up uh, it's like oh what a face to look up to uh wake up to and he's like you're not so hot to look at either it's just <laughs> like, well now you know this is her dear obi-wan so she she can say things like that <laughs> oh luke you'll be an amazing idea at celebration what? say if you you're the day you were in your cosplay and you come across a ventress cosplayer yes. and then you pose have your lightsaber turn red <laughs> and just say red's not my color. Red is red's not my color. I feel like that would be so perfect. No, yeah, it would, it would be. It would be really funny. Um, but yeah, I, I it's just the growth between these two characters. Brooke, you and and you you've heard me talk about it. you will love this book. This is gonna be the book is fantastic. I think, I think it'll be one of your favorite books that you've you've read so far. Um, it's up there with Dark Disciple, and it's up there. It, I, it's it's above both Dark Disciple and and Master and Apprentice, but that's that's me being biased as hell. Um, you but, no way. Yeah, no way. Not about Anakin and Obi Wan. Never. Yeah, Luke, we got to talk more about Brotherhood because the ending of the yeah. book just put a huge smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Char. Let's get into this last uh, episode. All right. So. 
season five, episode one, titled Revival. Is this the first arc in, or the only arc in Clone Wars where it's like the it's split up in are... two seasons? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's super cool, especially for a Darth Maul return. All right. Yeah. So I could do Godfrey here, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, I shouldn't not? have said that because um, <laughs> I've already I've already I mean, used I mean, Chris, I mean, Chris is gone. I've so. already fired my one salvo for Godfrey, <laughs> my Godfrey salvo. All right, All right. You get one every episode. All right. Season five, episode one, <laughs> revival, death and destruction. Darth Maul and Savage Opress spread chaos as they descend on the outer rim. After rescuing his brother from despair, Savage and Maul murder, um, uh, murder and pillage at every turn. Fueled by rage and vengeance, they search for meaning in their new alliance as reports of their brutal attacks spread across the galaxy. That was very nice, very nice, very nice. I think nice. I'd to critique me. No, Harith will critique anything that you do, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I guess I will start with the first question. Uh, so... Uh, hold on. I gotta get actually. I'll first. start with the first. Question. Yeah, you start with the first question. You're yeah, more you, prepared you than the I last am. One. Okay. So the okay. first question of this episode is: Maul takes Savage on as his apprentice. Do you think he that he saw an actual promise within him, or do you rather think that he played upon his loyalty to him? I think it's the latter. Hmm. Um, like I said when we were talking about earlier, I think Savage had more connection to the Knight brothers and Dathmere than Maul really did because Maul was taken as a child um, and was, you know, corrupted from the beginning. So I think his everything he had was coming from selfish purposes. Mm-hmm. I definitely see that because I think that Maul was just using him for his brute force. Yes. Um. But I mean, he, he was the same species as him, and they were quote unquote brothers by you know, not by like sibling wise, but night brothers. But I think that he simply just wanted to be with Savage because Savage was his ticket out of there, and Savage was the reason why um Maul got off of Lotha Minor. So yep. I think it was just like maybe like a little, a little um. A, a little payoff for like yes hey thank pay- you for saving me i will train you yeah. but i don't i don't rely he, on you but you yeah. find this out later in in season five that he actually did care about savage yes yes mm-hmm. you do yeah um i think it's very important i i, I also think it's the latter um because M- maul has been on his own up until this point uh and he survived he looks at Savage at this point in the, the the in in this part of the arc as as yes, I see potential, but I also don't get don't get it twisted now. You are still below me. You're you, we are not equals. Mm-hmm. You are not we are not equals. Um, Chris. Uh, so the question, Char, repeat the question for Chris. The question was: Maul takes Savage on as his. Uh, I always botch that. Maul takes Savage on as his apprentice. Do you think that he saw an actual promise within him, or do you rather think that he played upon his loyalty to him? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, 
where he does see promise in in uh, Savage, but it's more like how Palpatine saw promise in him. Mm-hmm. You're only going to be a tool. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. actually going to pass on any worthwhile knowledge. You that know? makes sense. Yeah, and it also right. goes back to well, goes back, but goes forward to what Obi Wan uh, says to him in in Rebels and Twin Sons. He said, "You know, if you define yourself by your power to take life, the desire to dominate, to possess, then you have nothing." And that's yeah. well, all Maul's trying to do here is to dominate Savage and then to take revenge on Kenobi. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I I think that's a good way to sum it up uh, mm-hmm. for that question. Um, yeah, Luke, go ahead and ask question two. So, in this episode, we get good old Hondo Anaka. Um, it's always good to see good old Hondo. Uh, so Hondo and Obi Wan have a long and complicated relationship. What was your reaction to seeing them interact again? If Obi-Wan needed help, do you think Hondo would actually come to his aid? And vice versa. Kenobi. It's always fun to see Hondo. Hondo's a fun character. Um, But one thing that Hondo does have is is honor. So... um, For the most part. Yeah. As a pirate. Yeah, well, as far as pirates are concerned. (laughs) Um, Whereas, you know, uh, even Hondo considered Obi-Wan a friend when he's talking to Ezra and Rebels. Um, And I think that if you do right by Hondo, Hondo, for the most part, will do right by you. Yeah, I feel that. Now, here's uh, here's another question, and and, and Brooke can answer this as well. Um, Do we think... Han, we could get a Hondo cameo in the Kenobi show. I don't know, cause it wouldn't make it, it. I mean, he could always act like he's he's dead to to sort of keep him hidden, but I don't see a point in him and Obi Wan interacting unless it's a flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see him appearing more in like Mando season three, if anything. Oh yes, yes, I would love that. I want to see them go to Batu in Mando. To be honest, no, they're going to show up on the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Ooh, <laughs> my God! Got to get that product placement in. Yeah, seriously. Hell yeah. Uh, but uh, Brooke, uh, uh, your thoughts on the question? Would uh, would uh? Hondo help Obi-Wan and vice versa? Um, I think Obi-Wan would help because it doesn't matter really who it is. He's always trying to help people. Um, Hondo, I think it would take more coaxing and maybe more <laughs> like he would kind of be a little bit more like what's in it for me first. But mm-hmm. I mean, from seeing him in Rebels too, we know that at some point he he knows to do the right thing. So I think if the circumstances were dire that they would help each other out yep um uh char your thoughts on on good old honda naka i think they both would help each other in my opinion because hondo is uh that guy that we first see and he's a little bit rough on the edges but then he softens up a little bit especially with katuni the the flow yes. uh, youngling which um, brooke will be on for that arc 
Yeah, I think that he, as the Clone Wars goes on, he softens up about a lot of things, and and just seeing um because after that arc with Obi Wan and him, he's like, that is a heinous accusation. I am yeah. gone. Yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but anytime seeing Hondo is just amazing. I love Hondo. Uh, he just brings me life, and I think Obi Wan and him do have a very strong dynamic. Um, when it comes to solving problems and profit, of course. And uh, um, because Obi-Wan sees stopping Maul as profit and Hondo sees, you know, what is profit Uh, money, if you couldn't guess. Uh, And um, yeah, I think they would both help each other. I think so. I think Hondo deep down would help Obi-Wan if he was in a punch. And obviously Obi-Wan is already known to do that as well. Um, But yeah, chart. All right. Uh, The third question is, so there's a lot of conflict going on so far. And so this episode shows that many people throughout the galaxy do not understand the difference between Jedi and Sith. How do you think this plays into the larger idea of the war and Palpatine's overall plan? How do you inter- uh, interpret the galaxy's perception of the Jedi? Well, I, I think, you know, the Sith haven't really existed for a thousand years so no one is really going to be alive that is able to say like this is what the sith are because even in the in the separatist realm you know the jedi saying that dooku is is no longer a jedi that he's a a sith they say that oh that's republic propaganda so if you're just you know caught up in the midst of a war as a normal citizen will that really matter to Mm -hmm. you because even if you know uh dooku is a sith you know, he, he's preaching about, you know, corruption in, in the Republic and how we need to be free of that and everything like that. So it's like, okay, are the Sith really that bad of, of guys? But, you know, and then here are the Jedi tearing up my home world with a bunch of clones. Like, what what the hell, guys? No, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very blurred lines. Because, I mean, even in this episode, they're like, oh, can you, can you activate that lightsaber thing for me? And it's like... Turn, Obi-Wan turns on his lightsaber and I was like, oh no, it looks like the droids were saying that they were red lightsabers, not blue. And he's like, that's because those are Sith. And he's like, oh, well, don't know really the difference. And it's just like so true on like a on like a everyday citizen level, like the Jedi, yes, they kind of have this this notion of them. But like whenever they see a lightsaber, it doesn't matter what what color it is. They automatically go to Jedi. Because mm-hmm. the Sith, remember, the Sith haven't been seen in over a millennia. Um, and it's just, it, it's a lot. So from the common person's perspective, I, I it would be easy to get those two mixed up if you don't really, aren't really paying attention or don't really know what's going on in the galaxy at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooke, your thoughts? Yeah, it reminds me of um, chapter 15 of The Mandalorian. Where um, Bill Burr's character mm-hmm. is like, doesn't really matter to these people who's in charge because their life doesn't, like, their life is crap either way. So I feel like a lot of the citizens of the planets that the majority of the fighting is on doesn't give a shit who's in charge or who's winning the war because no matter what, their planet's being destroyed and people are dying. Yeah, that's true. Try your thoughts. 
Yeah, Luke, just like what you said earlier, um, it's they don't a lot of people don't understand the difference between the two because they haven't seen the Sith. They don't know their ideals. They don't know what they aim to be or what they stand yep. for. They just see someone with a lightsaber very similar to a Jedi and they claim it to be a Jedi, but it's they're they're polar opposites. They yep. do follow the same type of power. They do have the same kind of powers as the Jedi and Sith do, but they're their goals and their ideals are vastly different. Yes, so absolutely. That just and um, it's well because Palpatine's plan overall. Because when you see this in um, during the era of the Empire, um, the Jedi are are tarnished. Um, the Sith are not looked upon as bad people. Uh, but a lot of people don't know that Palpatine is a Sith. Yep. Um, and then um, it's just a lot of the um, the public, like the public ideals of what is a Jedi, what is a Sith. They they are told that the Jedi are terrible because they tried to kill the Chancellor. That's it's essentially what happened right when Palpatine uh, turned the Republic into the Empire. They had this. They they made it out to be that the that the Jedi are evil. And they tried to kill the leader of the Republic. So it's yep. like, of course, like the person that's in charge of the galaxy is the one that's essentially the one that turns on them and says that the Jedi are actually assholes. They don't they don't believe in anything. They don't they don't follow anything. They don't care yeah. about anyone. And yeah, it just he just tarnished them and it worked perfectly in Palpatine's plan. No, yep. Absolutely. Always weaving, always scheming. That's Palpatine's uh, motto. But for the last question of this arc. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Uh, how do you think that Obi-Wan has changed since his very first battle with Maul in The Phantom Menace? What changed within him and what is what was it his ability or his faith in himself or both? Both. I would agree. 
I mean, it's been 10, 10 years. There's, he's not a Padawan anymore. He's had to train his own Padawan. So there's a lot of maturing that happens with that, as we've seen with uh, Anakin and, and Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree. Because, you know, if this was while he was training Anakin, then that faith in himself may not have been there because he kept always uh, second-guessing himself with how he was doing with Anakin. Yeah. But at this point, yeah, no. Uh, General Kenobi is more sure of himself. You know, his straight-up half-truths and hyperboles. Uh <laughs> And um, yeah, and obviously his his ability as a as a negotiator as a, as a tactician is is up there as well. No, yeah, I mean, uh, even looking at the the fight, like he's like Savage takes out uh, um, Adigalia, and Obi Wan gets trapped with both Sith, and he you can you can tell because the best part about this fight is that he's constantly kicking that knee he takes advantage of savage's like big physique and he uses that against him every single time he just like keeps going at that knee and it's and it's very very compelling because he when he finally hits him for the last time and then cuts off his arm like obi-wan literally is it, it like i don't think padawan obi-wan would have been able to do that all the experience, all the knowledge, everything that he's learned from from training uh, Anakin, and also kind of being there with Ahsoka and and all of his experiences really helped him out in that in that saber fight and in general. Um, Char, your thoughts? Yeah, well, Maul. Um, I would say Obi Wan. I'd say it's more of his ability rather than his faith. I can see it as both, but it's just, it's been ten years since he last fought Maul. So his his powers have grown a lot. His intelligence has developed a lot. And since he is now um, a member on the Jedi Council, he has a chair on the council now, um, He he's much wiser. Um, it's not just his ability or his faith. This is his intelligence, his, um, his wit, his ability to see around situations with him being stuck in that cave with them and finding a way to handle them both, but also be able to divert their attention with the pirates. So uh, I think that it's more of his ability than his faith, but he does have a lot of faith in himself. It's not just um, strictly towards Anakin as his training towards Anakin, but the fact that he sees Maul and he's like, okay, I've, I've defeated you once before I can defeat you again. again. Mm-hmm. And he ends up doing so later on in the episode. I mean, right after he says that quote, it doesn't necessarily happen, but uh, yeah, he does get the upper hand over them. And it's a lot of it has to do with his ability to, um, fight, um, figure out solutions without you know the least amount of casualties possible, and just finding the 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 easy way to settle a conflict rather than having to deal with. I mean, there was the the death of Adigalia, unfortunately, but he did find a way to lure him away. Yep, absolutely. Um, that is going to do it for the episode. Char, you have your three interesting facts. I do. Um, how about I just delete them right now? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. Or should we have Brooke do the three interesting facts, like intro, and then have you do? Wait, because she does really wait. well. She does it really well. She does. The, oh. She does the intro for us. I'm kind of. I'm well. kind of interested to hear it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Three interesting facts that you didn't know about the Clone Wars. 
Maul gains a new dick arc. Episode <laughs> 46. Fact one. Sorry, I'll go. <laughs> Part 28. <laughs> um, fact yeah, one. The red color card. To signify that these episodes are momentous and to pay tribute to Darth Maul and his intensity, the opening logo is red and in Brothers and Revenge rather than the traditional yellow. Fact two, multiple bounties. Uh, among the bounties listed are Nim Mindben, a Cinatine wanted dead for 120,000 credits for kidnapping, theft, and murder. Omar Togs, a Rodian wanted dead or alive for 75,000 credits for racketeering and extortion. And Zug Tasik, a Trandoshan, wanted dead or alive for 800,000 credits for mass murder. Though the hunters say Savage is worth a million credits, his on-screen bounty only lists 550,000. His warrant lists fleeing from fleeing the scene of a crime. Fact 3. The turtle tank design. The turtle tank design was inspired by Dave Filoni's pet turtle, Goji. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about the mall has a what arc? <laughs> mall gains a new dick. That's what your your yes, your doc says. That arc. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, not a Kyber. I completely forgot to change it, but I thought it was hilarious, so I just kept. Nah, it. keep it. Yeah, keep it. Um. All right. So Papa's got a brand new dick. <laughs> um. So as always, uh, we always rank the uh, the arc. Um. Uh, since we have recurring guests, I'm not going to go through whole spiel. Chat, go through since this will be a live premiere. We'll want to see what you guys think of the episode. Um, but I'm going to start with Brooke. What's your ranking? Um, I will, I will give this one. And I feel like so I watched. I didn't watch Clone Wars when it was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were to put myself in the position of watching it when it came out, I would definitely give it like Jedi Master. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, Maul was someone we never thought that we would see again. We thought he was just, like, a one-movie villain. And they really brought him back with, like, a lot more uh, depth and nuance to his character that we, I don't think, expected. Yeah. Uh, Chris? I'm going to go with Jedi Master. I mean, there's not a lot of arcs that have gotten less than a Jedi Master lately. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's that that's that's a good that's that's good. Because well, um, like I said, Luke, like everything after season three just kicks it up a notch. Like it's yeah. it's vastly different than because once season three um starts, everything afterwards it's just it has a bunch of grandmaster arcs, Igeria, Mortis, um, Obi Wan undercover. You have Umbara. You have Umbara. You have so many great arcs once season three hits and onwards. So. Yeah, there will be a lot of Jedi Master arcs. No, yeah. For a lot of TV shows, seasons four and five, if they get there, is when like the the cast really gets to gel and the writers know where things are going. So, makes mm-hmm. sense. No, yeah, absolutely. Char, your your uh, ranking? I'm gonna give this a Jedi Master because, um, like what Brooke said, I did see this um on Cartoon Network when I was a kid, and I just remember being so surprised that he, that Dave Filoni brought him back from the dead. I was like, dude, Maul is one, was one of my favorite characters and still is. And seeing him being brought back into the action with new legs and a new, you know, uh, you know, 
uh i love how i say uh, witches are bad bitches but i can't i'm, I'm not gonna say that you can't, you can't say funny. dick but dick whatever <laughs> is it is it in a box um no <laughs> but, <laughs> is that, is that re- does that reference go over your That's, head are you too young no, for that no i got that reference i uh, know i get the reference uh Lonely there's Island. a dick in the box <laughs> it's a um, box not gonna but, get you a diamond ring i think that this show uh this episode or i oh, can not episode i think, I think I, this I think arc found, brought like, back a very me. good re- um uh, story to bring back for Darth Maul because it's not just that oh he survived whoa he's cool no they gave him a story and I'm so excited to cover this later down the road because we have two more seasons of Maul and it's going to be amazing no yeah absolutely I will also give it a Grandmaster Maul's not my cool. favorite character but I really liked his character development also a Grandmaster <laughs> that's that's the only Grandmaster oh I mean uh, Jedi Master yeah sorry not Grandmaster <laughs> hey if you wanted to be a Grandmaster go ahead and it's... no 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 Jedi no judgment Master. no Jedi Master Jedi Master um I really liked uh, Maul's development um character development especially since the last time we saw him was in episode one so even better we got more of it um but yeah, that's going to be it for the arc. We're going to get into Star Wars news. Some of the things are going to be a little backwards because I know there's going to be news coming out from Celebration that we won't be able to cover on the show, but we will be covering it. How about we just make bold, prediction and if, bold predictions and if it, if it does happen, then we'll be like, all right, yeah, we knew we will, it. We, we knew will, it. but I've got a story. I've got a story that just dropped uh, like literally to uh probably an hour ago um yeah, yeah but let's uh, see it but i will uh let me get the banner up first and we'll get to it oh crap i left the dang it what that was up the entire time. That's okay. It'll be fine. Uh, okay. So uh, in an interview, Deborah <laughs> yeah. Chow was talking uh, to uh, Gizmode, Gizmodo, um, and she was talking about uh, the importance of Obi-Wan realizing that Anakin survived. I want all of your guys' thoughts after I'm done with this quote. So the quote starts off, Obi-Wan believes he killed Anakin at the end of Revenge of the Sith. I think that's something that's sometimes a little bit overlooked, but it's quite significant. So for us on the sh- on the show, he doesn't know Anakin is alive yet. One of the biggest questions head writer Joby Harold and I were always asking is how did he go from the end of Revenge of the Sith where he's the here he's this warrior screaming on the banks of Mustafar to sort of the calm and peace of Alec Guinness. Something obviously happened in the in that 20 years in the and in large part, that's the story we're trying to tell. Okay, so now hearing that, um, this will come out on before the premieres of episodes one and two. Um, after hearing that, it's it's just very. It just gets me more hope and amped up that I love that Deborah Chow is doing this, and and I love that she was involved in the writing of the story. Um, because a, a lot of times directors will put in their input with the writing, but it doesn't always happen 
but I feel like with Deborah, it is going to happen quite a bit because she they are letting her be more hands on. What after hearing that, what do you what do you really expect to see from that the from that uh relationship that we're going to see between Obi Wan and then him finding out about Anakin surviving and all of that? I'm expecting nothing. I will Good. just wait and see. Good for you. Good for you, Chris. Facts. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I don't expect a ton, but it does get me really excited that, that they really, really thought hard about this. Because, I mean, it's it, there's a 20-year 20, 20 gap, year gap between Revenge of the Sith and, and, and A New Hope. And, like, getting this story in between is going to be very, very important. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad uh, that we're getting it. Um, so talking about Kenobi, uh, we will all be at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, out of all of the panels, what are we most excited to see at Star Wars Celebration? Jedi Fallen Order news on a panel that's not happening. Uh... I think you're going to get it, though. Hopefully, I don't, I don't know. Probably the uh, the 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 or no the Marvel Star Wars comic one. Um, although they did announce that Kevin Scott what he was doing uh, in, in Star Wars, whatever the weekly show is called. Uh, I'm still ha- I'm still having hope for a Jedi Finn comic or just a Finn comic. I, I think that's very possible. Let's get some post sequel um content through either well, I mean obviously we're getting Shadows of the Sith that's set during the original like after the original trilogy in the man I would you technically say it's in the Mando? Mm-mm. It's it's twelve years after Mando, so at this point we're we're in, in sequel terror. We're in the new Republic era, whether you want to call that sequel uh content or um uh Mando content. I think it's pretty close to sequel content. Yeah, because 21 ABY, I think that's the year when the first order starts to actually rise to power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it it's I'm looking forward to the Thursday. Um the one that starts off with the live action and uh, I'm really, really hopeful that we all get into that panel because it's going to be freaking electric. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so, so awesome. Um, but what are your guys' plans for celebration? I know us as a group, we have a ton planned. Um, but like, what are you most excited to do while you're there? Whether it's meet uh, your online friends now. Um, or just like hanging out. Uh, what What are you looking forward most to doing? Uh, besides meeting you people and just being like, "Hey, you're you're, you're real." Um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, have a list of questions for Adam Christopher regarding <laughs> Shadows of the Sith, uh, and and just sort of live at his table and be like. These people don't know, but I do. Here, here's here's a document. Write write the answers. I won't tell anyone. No, yeah, because you got that book real early. Mm-hmm. You got it before even they were giving out official arcs. That's what it seems like. Go, Chris. Go, Chris. Um, Brooke, 
What are you looking forward to most? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm excited for everything, but I'm really excited to go to Disneyland for the first time. Um, yes. I get to go twice, so that'll be fun. I get to hopefully be able to do everything, see Avengers Campus, like something not Star Wars, but. Um, Wait, Brooke, what what uh what days are you going? Because I know you're going Wednesday, so I'm, Tuesday too. Oh, you're going back to back days. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, yeah. You'll be there starting tomorrow. Right? My flight is at six thirty tomorrow morning. Nice. Yeah, but nice. Um. I'm excited to finally like go to a con again and like dress with up all and of us. <laughs> with everyone. It'll be fun because I've only ever been to a con with like one or two other people. So being with mm. a big group and like seeing everyone cosplaying and being able to actually like take group photos will be really fun. I know there's a, a group photo like Jedi Fallen Order cosplay meetup nice. one day. So that'll be really cool. Um, I really want to give Mike Chen a Obi-Wan mullet fan club sticker. Yes. Since, since he really pushed for the, the mullet to stay in brotherhood. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited and excited to leave my house. Yeah. Same. <laughs> same. I think that's the thing I'm looking forward to. Obviously meeting everybody that we've had on the podcast and everybody that I've met online and, and, and getting to do the trivia tournament. Uh, the the championship live I think it'll be fun and then mm-hmm. reacting to Obi Wan with everybody will be just just fantastic, um and then meeting you you guys specifically and and in Marjay Skywalker and and it, it just it, it's just gonna be so much fun and this community is so great and to finally meet the faces in real life the people that 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 push a lot of the positivity and and make great content and make great products like brooke um it's just it's just gonna be so much fun and i can't wait to uh grow these friendships that we've made through the through the podcast and through this community Mm -hmm. um so that's the thing that i'm looking forward to and obviously meeting char which and and you meeting ewan mcgregor yeah and yeah and (laughs) And, meeting and me meeting timura morrison yeah 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 and, and 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 i'm already seeing people put putting obi-wan uh, the kenobi cosplays together on tiktok i i'm not gonna I, i'm definitely not gonna say that i was one of the first but i think i was one of the first no i'm just kidding i'm not but um it's it's gonna be interesting uh what days are y'all cosplaying uh i think thursday friday and saturday okay i'm doing friday saturday sunday Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I am doing Friday, Saturday, and so in charge, charge is doing Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're watching this and you're at celebration, don't be afraid to come up to any of us. We'll all be in a group. We would love to say I will hi. Fight meet, you. Meet. No, you're not gonna fight anybody. Stop saying that. <laughs> God damn it! Stop it. Don't worry, Char. We'll have Kylie keep you in line. Yes. <laughs> and and maybe this That's time, awesome. and maybe this time. We will teach Char how to boil no, water. No, no, this is this is off podcast stuff right here. Okay, no, no, no it's on there. It's gonna stay in there. Um, but that's gonna be it for an episode, guys. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, thank you for for coming on, Brooke and and, and Chris. Um, uh, Brooke, where can the good people follow you? On uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok underscore the Dazzler underscore. Uh, farfarawayfactory.com. 
go get it for cool stuff yeah. give me your money because i'm gonna be broke after this trip yep, same. <laughs> same here same here uh chris where can the good people follow you on the social media uh i am star wars lawyer on tiktok twitch twitter instagram and youtube and i also have a podcast too black too nerdy wherever you listen to podcasts heck yes um char where can the good people follow you Good people, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at CharCharJ, and you can find me here at the Pod Ones podcast every Thursday night to cover our Clone Wars rewatch. Uh, after you see this arc, we will be covering uh, the second ep- the Andron 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 arc. Yes, we'll be covering the Andron arc with uh, Saw and Steela Guerrera, and uh, I'm excited to do that. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. And you can follow um, us on well, me. Char is also involved on 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 the the social medias with our stuff. Uh, the Pod Ones podcast on TikTok, uh, Pod Ones podcast on Twitter, and the Pod Ones Pod on uh, 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 Instagram. I always screw this part up. You think I would have it down now, but I don't. Um, uh, we just I I would personally just like to thank everybody in the community. Uh, Star Wars Celebration is a big goal of ours, and in the fact that we're able to do it is is going to be awesome. Uh, so again, if you are at Star Wars Celebration and you are one of our fans, come say hi to us. We would love to interact with everybody. Uh, I can't wait to see everybody there, and that's going to be it for us uh, for Light and for Life. We are all the Republic, and may the Force be with you always. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.